Welcome to the Top 10 Ranked Podcast. My name is Isaiah, and today we're going to be ranking the Disney Renaissance films. There's only 10, so it's not, it is the top 10 Renaissance films, and, but we're going to be ranking all of them. So today I have with me on the podcast my lovely wife, Carolyn. Howdy. <laughs> and she, <laughs> she'll she be uh, helping us to rank these today. I have um, no qualifications. <laughs> <laughs> we're not experts. We did, however, watch all of these in, within the past eight days. So we had a little marathon. Anyway, so they're fresh on the mind. We also grew up with these movies, so... They do have some meaning to us. Definitely a nostalgic factor. Yeah. Um, Let me go over, first of all, for those who aren't aware of what the Disney Renaissance is. If you don't know, first of all, you're not a Disney nerd. You're not a true Disney fan like us. I'm just kidding. We're not actual Disney fans. (laughs) Um, we have been to Disneyland and we did grow up on Disney, (laughs) but, um, we, I have seen a lot of videos, uh, ranking these movies and since they're a big part of our childhood, I thought it would be fun to do this on ranking. Anyway, so the Disney Renaissance is a thing. I don't know who, like, categorized the Disney animated movies, but apparently there's different, like, eras. Do you remember some of the eras? We looked it up. It was, like, the golden eras. Silver age. Yeah. That was, like, the 70s or the 60s or something. I can't remember. I don't know. Anyway, the 90s are kind of... Um, referred to by people as the Disney Renaissance era. And I think the, one of the ideas behind that is they're kind of returning to, first of all, really big popular movies as far as animation goes. Disney kind of took a dip in their animation studios as far as popularity in the 70s and 80s after Walt Disney passed away. So it marks their return to prominence, I guess. But I think another one of the ideas behind it is that they're returning to like the um, style of making cartoons that are musicals. So some of these fall into that. Most of them do. I guess technically what's considered the Disney Renaissance, the first movie that falls in that, is The Little Mermaid that came out in 1989. And the last one was Tarzan that came out in 1999. Like I said, there are 10 movies. I'll just read them off in order here. So Little Mermaid, 1989. The Rescuers Down Under, 1990. And I I don't know how well that falls into the Disney Renaissance category. We'll talk more about that later. Yeah. Um, Because it's not really musical like the other ones. Beauty and the Beast was 1991. Aladdin, 1992. 
The Lion King, 1994. Pocahontas, 1995. The Hunchback of Notre Dame was 1996. Hercules was 1997. Mulan is 1998. And Tarzan is 1999. So pretty much every year they came out with something. And yeah, that's the the Disney Renaissance. So those are the films we're going to be ranking. We watched them in order of when they came out. Then what we did was uh, we each made our own top 10 um, ranking. We ranked each of them. And again, like... It's kind of all subjective. There's not really much you can do about that. Different people like different ones better for different reasons. Um, we tried to have some criteria behind it, but in general, we kind of just ranked them on how well we enjoyed them and how interesting they were. Would you say that? Yes. My final... Well, I feel like we we tried to consider different areas, but then... For me, my final decision when doing the rankings was how much I enjoyed it. So, at the core, it was purely opinion-based and subjective, like you said. Yeah, and we'll go over some of the criteria, too, that we wrote down for how we ranked them, especially ones that were really close. We didn't know which to rank higher. Anyway, let's get to it. So, we're going to start off at number 10, and we'll go to 1. One being the best and ten being the worst. Anything else to say before we get started? Let's dive in. Okay. So at number ten, we had Pocahontas. And I think that we both agreed this was the easiest one to rank. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, yes. (laughs) What are your thoughts on Pocahontas? Yeah, I feel like, well, as you said, we started with a uh, little mermaid and then went chronologically and hopefully this doesn't give too much away by saying this but i feel like each one we watched it was like getting better and better and then we got to pocahontas and it just felt like a letdown <laughs> like animation didn't get better from the last one animation was a huge drop off yeah, like, low-key, Pocahontas kind of has, like, a Voldemort face. Like, <laughs> she doesn't have, like, a real nose. Like, it's just little slits, and it just is weird. It well, and it's also just, I think the animation's boring. Like, there's yeah, nothing interesting It's, like, not that it. creative. It's just... It's kind of flat. And yeah. I will say, though, I did like some of the, like, scenery animation. Um, like, trees and stuff, but... Yeah, nothing special there with the animation. Some of the sure. colors and the yeah, the background, yeah. I guess. Um there is that one there's one guy they animated to be interesting. It was like Oh, it's a like random the sidekick for the bad guy. The henchman guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how unmemorable he was. <laughs> it looked kind of interesting, but that's it. Well, I think that as we go through these, there's going to be a lot of people we don't know their names, so you just got to <laughs> watch the That shows you how unprofessional this is. But... <laughs> anyway, if you're a fan of Pocahontas, sorry about that, but Also, we... get better taste. Just <laughs> oh, kidding. <shoot>. Sorry. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that we definitely 
this was just the worst one, and we both agreed. We both had it number 10. As far as songs go in this, Colors of the Wind is good. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's not as iconic as some of the other songs, but nothing else really memorable about that, about the music. Like I said, the it's just kind of bland. Like, the characters, there's nothing memorable. The plot is really not there. There's this weird forced love story between Pocahontas and John Smith. Super cringy. Um, they yeah. just randomly start making out in the forest, <laughs> and then the like, okay. other guy who's betrothed to her or whatever gets mad. Anyway, um, let's see. What else? Yeah, there's not, awesome. not too much to say yeah. about this one. So, Pocahontas number 10, and that was kind of a no-brainer, so... And then on to number nine. So I feel like this one, we also both had number nine the same, right? So we both ranked the Rescuers Down Under for number nine, which felt kind of like, on its own, it's a great movie, I feel like. Especially, I think it's fun to see. We watched Rescuers before Rescuers Down Under. So it was cool to see kind of the progression there. But I think in the context of the rest of the movies that kind of yeah just compared to the others just it couldn't be any higher i don't know what do you think yeah it wasn't that it's a bad movie and it also i feel like it has to be down here just because it doesn't fall in the same category with the others it there's no it's, it's not kind a musical of, a black sheep of the 10 right it's just its own thing and it kind of doesn't belong in the disney renaissance i feel like um, but it is a quality cartoon, like, it's enjoyable. I'd never seen it before we watched it. Um, you watched it growing up, apparently. Yeah. And you liked it growing up, you said? Yeah. So, well, I hadn't I hadn't seen Rescuers or Rescuers Down Under. As a sequel, as a Disney sequel, it's really good because I Most can't... Most of the Disney sequels are... I can't think of any... <laughs> yeah, I can't think of any sequels to any of these that are really good. So, the fact that Disney had a good animated sequel that says something. I felt like we felt like animation was a little bit of an improvement from the one that came it this is the second one that came out in the chronologically. Yeah, chronologically and Little Mermaid was the only one that came out beforehand, which is the only reason why this is considered in the Renaissance, I think just technically because it came after The Little Mermaid. Yeah. But I think that the animation was better than The Little Mermaid in some ways. And, yeah, the plot was interesting. There's, like, a cute little subplot. I liked the... What is it? Who? What's his name? Bernard is, like, trying to propose to Bianca the whole time. Right. And then the Australian kangaroo mouse dude is, like, in the way. Anyway, so I think that makes it more interesting, kind of that little subplot but which it is weird that that was the subplot because the movie's called the rescuers and it wasn't as much about the mice as it was about the kid and the other guy i feel like Hmm. they were kind of secondary so that is kind of like in the first rescuers i didn't feel like that i feel like the mice were the focus yeah but in this one there are kind of the subplot which is interesting that is interesting but yeah like i said no music so it's not really like the others. 
And one other note we had here was that the ending could have wrapped up a little better, I think. They just, like, kind of ended it after the kid was free. He didn't, like, go home. The rescuers didn't go back to the... What's it called? The mouse... Uh, Rescue Aid Society yeah, club so, place. Yeah, so that's true. I don't know. I feel like they could have wrapped it up a little bit better, but but yeah, I feel like number nine is where it belongs. Not that it was a bad movie, but just that it doesn't really fit in with the rest. Anything else on that? No, I think that sums it up. All right, so we'll move on to number eight. And this is maybe a controversial... Pretty Pick. controversial, probably. Number eight, we have on this ranking, The Little Mermaid. Ooh. And I know that a lot of people really like The Little Mermaid, and it also kind of kicks off the Disney renaissance, and I think for its time, like, it was a big phenomenon. I don't know, I wasn't alive in 1989, <laughs> but... Well, it's definitely withstood the test of time, I would say, like... Yeah, it's just so iconic, you know. Everyone knows Little Mermaid, so yeah, I think that says a lot about and it. I can definitely, like, people who rank this in the top five, like, I can, I can sympathize. Like, I can see why you'd put it higher. But I think it also just goes to show, like, these top eight are all so good. Yeah. And so it's so hard, hard to rank time. them. Yeah. Um, I know everyone has their favorites. I think the... Th- couple things that held Little Mermaid back. The main thing for me was the ending, kind of the pacing of the movie. It was just rushed. And I I hadn't seen this movie in a long time, but I couldn't remember what had happened at the end. And then everything happened in like 60 yeah, seconds. you couldn't remember because it's like a blink of an eye. Exactly. Like <laughs> so, yeah. It just ended too fast. The pacing was weird. It got to the climax, and then it was over. So that that's the the main thing that held it back for me. Also, the animation was still... In, comparatively to the others, obviously, it's the first one that came out. The animation was the most elementary. Yeah. What do you think? Thoughts on Little Mermaid? Um. Yeah, I'll just add... Well... <laughs> Just kind of looking at the story in general, it's like if you think about it, it's kind of a weird story. Like there just wasn't really any character development. Ariel to me was like a little bit annoying, which maybe unpopular opinion. Um and she just I don't know, kind of bugged me and there like Eric just falls in love with her after passing out on the beach and seeing her sing for like two seconds. Like, it which just... is classic Disney princess. Like, there's no um, character arc for, especially for the prince. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, he's totally just there's like nothing an to idiot. him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I I agree with Ariel. She just doesn't like learn anything at the end. She doesn't learn any lessons. She doesn't change or become anything different i guess she becomes a human spoiler alert yeah the only thing that changes is like her dad is like oh i guess i guess i should have let you uh sell your soul or yeah well <laughs> yeah i don't know like 
it's not like he was a bad dad in the beginning. I felt like she was just kind of a rebel. And then at the end, he's like, oh, I'll give away my my kingdom for my daughter or whatever. Anyway, I don't I don't feel like there was a, the message or the theme wasn't really there. So. Yeah, I'm not very like, well, I think some, yeah, some of our top higher picks, um, one of the reason why we really like them, and obviously we'll talk more about this later, but is just because of some of the themes and messages are just really profound or thought-provoking, but that wasn't really present in Little Mermaid, so. Yeah, there's not much to think about after the movie ends. With that being said, we can mention some of the good things about it. Obviously, the the songs are so iconic. I think there Solid was, bangers the whole way through. Right. I think the three... Um, what are the three? Part of Your World. Under the Sea. Kiss the Girl. I think those, those are the, are, yeah, the, the main three, three there. Ursula has a song too, but I think those three are really like iconic and some of the best songs Disney has have withstood the test of time. You know, people still know them and sing them. They're nostalgic. That's honestly... Like, if we were going to rank Little Mermaid higher, higher, I think that's what would bring it higher. It, like, if we... If that was weighted the music. more heavily. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's really... That's the best That's what makes it. it great. Yeah. 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 It's true. Yeah. I think that is its strongest uh, quality there. Was also going to say uh, the colorful animation... There are some cool parts there. Yeah, it's like the setting is fun, I think, being under the sea. (laughs) Um, And I think they did a good job of utilizing that with the different colors of like coral and things and fish and stuff. And there are some fun characters too. Sebastian. Yeah. Who's actually a crab, not a lobster, as I always thought. So I don't know why (laughs) anyone has ever thought that, but I don't know either, but (laughs) Do you know what a lobster looks like? (laughs) Okay, I think it's because he's red. Crabs are red too, aren't they? I guess I've never seen a crab. I just, I'm like, red lobster. It's just like insane. Okay, obviously, uh, we're experts <laughs> okay. here on oceanography. Okay, I'm not either. a marine biologist. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Sebastian, great side character. That, um, seagull. What's his Scuttle? name? Scuttle. Is that his name? Pretty sure. He was, uh, fun. A little bit annoying at times, <laughs> but. If you're five, <laughs> then he's the best. Yeah. So that's yeah. what really matters, right? No, overall, Little Mermaid's a great movie. Like, yeah. we've been talking a lot about things that brought it down, but... Um, We're sounding like little negative Nellies. It's a great movie. Yeah. And really enjoyed watching it. It ju- I think it just shows, like, the top eight here. It's hard. It's just so hard to rank them, so... Moving on to number seven, we had The Hunchback of Notre Dame. So this is also kind of another movie that's very unique in this set of ten. Yeah, definitely, like, it's based on the novel by Victor Hugo. So right there, you know, the plot is going to be very, like, what's the word? Rich and sophisticated, sophisticated, um, meaningful, meaningful. That being said, it's maybe not the best 
story to pick for a kids okay, movie. This is not a kids movie. <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> I never watched it as a kid. This was actually my first time watching Same, it. Same, actually, yeah. Um, so maybe you watched it as a kid, but if you did, you probably didn't understand it. You know, yeah, unless you're really smart. Maybe a kid, lot of frightening know. scenes. Yeah. <laughs> no, like literally, there's people's houses being burned down. Guy and... almost drowns a baby in a well. Oh, like terrible. Um, and then there's some like a little bit shady with lust, just themes about um, also just sin and the discrimination of Quasimodo getting yeah. shamed in the square or whatever. Yeah, there's there's a lot to it that as an adult you watch and it's really interesting and it's really profound and thought provoking. You know, after watching this movie, I was thinking about it for a long time. I never, I didn't know the story. I kind of want to read the book now. But yeah, like as a a kid, I don't think I would have enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely. So, which is probably why we hadn't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> To be honest, so... And it's hard to... Yeah, it's just so interesting, this movie. And that's that's why I think we put it above The Little Mermaid. Um, that's so controversial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just that. Well, so how we did this, we each made our own top ten. And I actually had Hunchback below. I had Hunchback at eight and Little Mermaid at seven. And Carolyn had it switched and then we, so we decided for the final rankings to end up um, putting it higher than Little Mermaid. And I think, yeah, it's just as an adult, you really enjoy this. But as a kid's movie, it would definitely be at the bottom. It's also different, you know, than the others. Something to say for like rescuers being different. Hunchback does have music, it does have some songs in it, it is a musical. Yeah. But it doesn't really have any memorable songs. Can yeah. you remember any songs from it? The only song I can remember is Esmeralda's, um, oh, what's it called? God Save the, oh my gosh, I can't remember. The yeah. Outcast, The Outcast. Okay. And, but I think that's because I'd heard that song before. And I think that's probably the most famous song from the movie, but like, it's not, it, yeah, it's not that popular i felt like yeah i but we liked the soundtrack right the no score. the music is good yeah 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 i enjoyed it but as far as like iconic disney songs you know yeah there's no like part of your world or under the sea or be our guest kind of stuff going on yeah so, which the music fit the good. tone of the movie right right which made sense which made it yeah it was kind of sad and... uh, with the mature <laughs> themes there right Cup. another plus uh, or I guess thing that made this a higher ranking, the villain, like the mo- probably the most evil out of all the movies. Yeah, if you're talking most evil villain, uh, what's his name? Frollo. Frollo. <laughs> he is, I think, probably the most evil out of all of the Disney Renaissance villains. He has, and I think what makes him so evil is the hypocrisy. Yeah. Too, like oh, all for sure. All of the other one, other villains, um, they're not ashamed of being villains, but this guy, he acts like he's, you know, the righteous. stuff and yeah. super righteous, and he's actually, like, 
one of the worst people. Pure evil. <laughs> yeah, like he's willing to murder a whole family um, for no reason. Just yeah, trying to kill all the gypsies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and just like they, they go to that farmhouse and there's like this innocent family in there and he just tells... What's what's the soldier guy's name? Like Poncho or something. <laughs> it's not Poncho. <laughs> Maybe we should have like prepared a... <laughs> more for this. Um, like should I look it up? Tells him not? tells him to burn the house down and it's just like this innocent family and he just does not care, you know? Yeah. And like I said at the beginning, he just has no conscience is gonna drown the hunchback as a baby. The hunchback has a name too. Quasimodo. Yeah, yeah my yeah. bad. So, yeah, great villain as far as evil goes. Most evil villain. So, you could say he's the best villain or the worst villain or... Yeah, but it depends on your the criteria. Most villainy obviously. villain. Yeah. How about the couple of things that hold it back? You said it's not a kid's movie. The Gargoyles. I know you had strong feelings so on that. So annoying. Oh, my goodness. I, I get why they had the Gargoyles in there because... Well, we talked about this. They needed, like, a char- They needed some way to, for Quasimodo to share and show his like thoughts and emotions. So the gargoyles kind of serve as his conversation partners to express those things, and also they served as maybe a comedic relief and to lighten things up. But they were just really obnoxious, in my opinion. And they didn't really... They didn't actually add anything to the movie for me. As far as, like, enjoyment and... If they're supposed to be comedic relief... Make them actually funny. It misses the mark. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think maybe they're in there just so kids will actually watch it. Yeah, which... Keep the kids entertained. I just really want to know whose idea it was to make this into an animated kids movie because it just literally shouldn't be one. As an adult, <laughs> but, it's Yeah, a great as an movie. adult, it's great, but I feel like, yeah, Disney definitely caters to kids, so I don't know why they would do that. But anyway, it's a great movie still. Um, lost Things, really quickly... Talked about the music villain plot. Animation was nothing. Yeah, also nothing special. To say anything about. Yeah. It was good. Way better than Pocahontas. We watched it right after Pocahontas because it came out after that. So that probably. Uh... Anyway. Yeah, the music is good, but no iconic songs. And so it doesn't really fit the genre of the rest of them. I think it could go under Little Mermaid, but we ranked it higher because we enjoyed it more. And also, yeah, I think, again, the Little Mermaid, just the rushed plot at the end is what threw me off. I think with this movie, Hunchback, the plot is so good, which you can't really credit Disney for that. It's Victor Hugo story. So, but yeah, good movie. Enjoyed it. Uh, We'll move on. Uh, number six, we had Hercules. You mean Hercules? <laughs> Hercules uh, has some good one-liners. I'll I'll start that. Yeah, fun movie. It's it's weird to rank it number six again because it's, the top five are so close. Like it was so hard. Yeah, 
it's just an enjoyable. I don't. Something has to be at six, you know. So again, for me, what made it lower is the pacing thing. It had similar flaws to Little Mermaid in that sense, to where it gets to the climax and everything's set up, but then there's just too much happening. Like Hades is setting up, trying to overthrow the other gods with the Titans and they come in the movie and then everything kind of gets resolved really quickly. Hercules beats them in like two minutes, you know, and then there's this other part they have to wrap up with him going to save Meg and that all happens really quickly and then they have to wrap it up quickly again. So they like set it up really well, but then I think... They had to end it quickly, so it wasn't too long. Right. And so it just felt really rushed at the end. And that's that's what threw it off for me. With that being said, I don't know. Was there anything else, like, negative about it that we had? But oh, I guess the, the other thing was the animation's great. Super fun, really neat. Interesting. I enjoyed that. They yeah. had this, like, Las Vegas type thing going on with the... I don't know. How how would you describe uh, it? It's like curly. This, yeah. Um, the shapes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Very technical. Obviously, if you've here. seen the movie, I'm sure you know what we're talking about. But Definitely stands out compared to the animation of any of the other. Yeah, and I was going to say, the other. I think the other note we had was the there's the one scene with the Hydra, and it's kind of... Uh, it's a little bit like CG. Yeah, it? it's just like it's not necessarily bad animation wise, but it's just doesn't fit in with the rest of the movie. The Hydra, yeah, how they animated it, yeah. So that that kind of threw me off a little bit, but it's still a good scene, and you know, it's not like necessarily something bad, movie, right? So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the things that put this higher up on the list for us, um, love the songs, great, memorable, I love the, is it like the five, uh, muses, muses. super fun, I love the gospel choir kind of vibe thing that goes on, and I think that makes it not only memorable, but unique, and makes it kind of stand out from yeah, well, the other they, ones. There's a lot of good songs, too. It's like the Go Gospel the Distance, Truth one. Gospel Go, Truth, yeah. yeah. I Won't Say I'm In Love. Oh, yeah. That one's classic. So good. Um, Zero to Hero. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's one or two more in there, too. Those are probably the top ones. Yeah. Yeah, so... Good quality. I liked Hades as a villain, too. I thought he was a lot of fun. Really sarcastic. His personality as a villain was fun. Yeah. Um, also, his little pain and... What are they? Pain and... His henchmen. The little goblin thing yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I was going to say pain and pleasure, but I don't think it's... <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't remember the other one's name. But yeah, they're fun. Good characters. The guy who trains Hercules, what's his name? Phil. Yeah, he's fun. Pegasus, you know, Zeus. It's just a lot of fun. It's mostly just pacing. I feel like that brought it down for us. Yeah. Otherwise, really enjoyable.
move on. Number five. Go ahead. Five, we have Tarzan, which I know was hard for Isaiah to put this low because it was very nostalgic for you. Yeah, and I was going to say it's... I, I've seen other rankings of these movies, Disney Renaissance, and most of them have Tarzan on the really low end, not in the top five. So I know, like, popular opinion is probably putting it lower. It also, it falls in that category, too, of being a little bit different. Like um, we set up for, like, half of them. Yeah, well, I think this is the last one we're going to say it about. Like, yeah. Rescuers... And Hunchback and Tarzan, which Hunchback, not really, because it is a musical, really. Well, Tarzan, well, Tarzan, like, kind of is, but kind of isn't. Right, that's what makes it different, is And I guess, well, each movie has an element of uniqueness to it, but, As far as, for the Disney Renaissance, for them being, like, musicals as movies with the characters singing the songs, Tarzan doesn't really have that. No, not at all. That's what makes it different. I think that's what, why people rank it low. But Phil Collins' soundtrack, pretty... Yeah, like, can you really go (laughs) wrong with, um, all those Phil Collins songs are bangers. And I've been singing uh, You'll Be In My Heart all, all weekend. <laughs> so you can't really knock it for the music because it's good music. It's just done differently. It's like right. montages instead of the Which, characters singing. I know we, we watched one ranking video where that was their complaint that the characters aren't singing the songs. But I was like, do you really want to just watch monkeys singing these songs the whole time? Like, well, I feel like it fit the movie. Yeah. And it, they do it really well. And yeah, Phil Collins went all out. Like, yeah. he, he really just, every song's a banger. And it, yeah, it fit the movie. It didn't feel weird to have that. And yeah, it was hard for me to rank this one. It's one of the hardest because I, this is my favorite one of my or one of my favorite cartoons growing up and so it is really nostalgic for me so i really really enjoyed watching it but i wanted to be objective in the rankings so i feel like five was a good split the difference for me and i think you actually i actually ranked it four on my list originally but then we decided to switch it because you had it at did you have it at six Oh, I don't remember. Or five? I had it yeah. around here, though. Around. Five I think you had it right outside the top five, and I had it at number four. Oh, yeah. And we ended up right. switching it. Anyway, I think we both enjoyed it, though. You, yeah, it was good. You really liked watching it. I thought the animation was cool. It was definitely more... What's the word? Expl- like, explorative? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think they did more CG stuff than any of the others. It's very sophisticated. So it's cool to see the progress there. Yeah, it makes sense because it's the last one. Through the trees and stuff. It's the most recent movie out of all of them. So um, there was one weird. Is like the, the last dad scene. jumps from the boat into the water. The water just looks so fake. <laughs> at the at the very end, the professor guy 
jumps off the boat into the water. Actually, Jane does too. But, like, just in that scene, the water looks really weird. It kind of reminded me of, like, video game I feel like vibes. they just maybe had a deadline and they didn't get to or they ran finish out of money that or scene. <laughs> yeah. But besides that, I think the animation looked great. Yeah, it's cohesive. I didn't have an- anything else. Another thing... Sorry. Another thing that I enjoyed or that stood out to me is that the action sequences were really fast paced compared to all the other movies with the especially the jaguar is that a jaguar i don't even know but yeah um, or a leopard what's the difference i'm literally not yeah but um i think yeah i was impressed at how well they were able to animate those scenes that were just really fast paced um but yeah that was good it's very emotional. That was another thing that brought it up for me. The themes of Tarzan trying to find out who he is and having to leave his family to join this new family. A lot lot of themes about family in it. Yeah. Um, obviously with his parents getting murdered. Pretty um, rough. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of emotion involved in it. Music was good. Score was good. Like we said, it's unique compared to the other movies. So, yeah, honestly, we don't really have anything bad to say about the movie, except that probably it's just not as good as other ones in general. Well, some of the side characters... I know. I think a lot of people hate Turk because she... It's a she, right? Yes. She's kind I think of annoying. We, I, we don't know what gender <laughs> Turk is. I think there's one part that the elephant calls Says her Missy. Her, yeah. So yeah. we're going off that. Um. <laughs> That's so jarring. Like, I remember I watched this as a kid growing up, right? And I just always thought I was a boy. And then you just realize, oh, it's a girl. Yeah. It's so kind of weird. But but anyway. Yeah, I guess the side characters aren't the best in this but enjoyable to watch phil collins makes it 100 percent. so tarzan's at five which yeah is maybe controversial but now going into the top four here i think this is really where it gets hard to rank yeah Um, and this is for me i think especially where it came down to pure like just purely it was purely based on my level of enjoyment. So, well, yeah, my personal preference. I feel like, yeah, if if we're looking at this in terms of tiers, the this top four here, any of these four could have been one. Yeah. And it, it is just personal preference. Anyway, so we and we pretty much agreed on the on this top four, right? Yeah. I in think our so. in our own lists, these were consistent in how we ranked these four movies. So. So at number four, we have Beauty and the Beast. Uh, music, 10 out of 10. That great songs, Be Your Guest. Uh, Tales Old Time. The opening song. Gaston song. Gaston is song, super fun. The best for me. <laughs> I think that's the best one in there. He's probably the most <laughs> entertaining villain, I would say. He's, yeah. He's just funny. Because he's just kind of a dork. <laughs> but he's still, like, mean and whatever but yeah he was just kind of a dork so yeah (laughs) makes it kind of fun yeah um yeah characters are great too side characters lumiere uh the candle guy the lefou is that 
the short the henchman guy yeah sidekick okay also random side note the what even is he the creepy like undertaker guy he's not oh he's gonna take bell's dad to the crazy person hospital oh do you even know who i'm talking about he's so creepy He's in it for like one he second. He low key should remember. be the real villain because <laughs> doesn't he? I he just kind had of like, looks like Frollo. Is that the guy you're talking about? Kind of, yeah. Or like, um, who's the guy in Harry Potter that has the cat? Oh, Filch. Yeah. Yes, he looks like Filch, low key. <laughs> And he's really creepy, so he might be the robot. I feel like he's in it for two seconds. <laughs> he's literally remember. in it for two seconds, but he's creepy. I just remember that. Anyway, so yeah, music's great. Characters are fun, interesting. Supporting cast, one of the best. I would, would you say? Yeah, for sure. Um, we'll say a few things that brought it down. For me, it seems a little bit more childish than I think any of the other ones. Yeah. Um, at least in these top four. So that brought it down for me a little bit. But again, it's a kid's movie, so you can't really knock it for that. And then maybe that was it. Yeah, I think that was the main thing, because we also liked the the pacing was good. Um, it's a good story, so. Yeah, it's based off yeah, the I think fairy it, tale. Yeah, I think it is just maybe a little bit targeted towards the younger It's just kind of cheesy, which is not a bad thing. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. But this is where it really shows us as adults that's not going to appeal to us more. True. Right? So, yeah. like I was saying, these top ones are really just down to our personal preference. So. Yeah. And, uh, let's see. The animation we said was, uh, well, this was, what, the third one? Made after Rescuers, I think. This is the third one that came out. So after Little Mermaid, Rescuers, and then this. But the animation was good. I think a real step up from Little Mermaid. But you can see the progression as they go on, like we said. Yeah, which is fun to see that. The, like, ball scene, you can you can definitely see, like, the some of the first... I feel like it was some of the first computerized... Right. Um... Kind of 3D-ish. Yeah. So that that was cool. Yeah, anything else with Beauty and the Beast? I think it's... There's nothing that... We're getting to the point with these these top four. You watch them, and it's like, there's nothing I would change. Yeah. If If I could, like... If I was the director and I watched this movie, I... There's nothing that could make it better. Yeah. So just a classic all around, nostalgic, great movie. Solid. Yeah. Okay, number three. Number three, we have The Lion King. This is tough. Lion King is so good. Another one that's based on a previous... Well, I guess most of them are based on... I'm just... It's based on Hamlet, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, again, Shakespeare there's... wrote the plot, so... It's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Which he didn't really, like, it's really adapted. From yeah, Hamlet, it's, yeah, but, obviously loosely but based. Loosely, but loosely, yeah. I think the general themes and stuff are still there, and it's that's what makes it interesting. Yeah, and it is the most serious out of these top few, at least. For sure, for sure. If it, out of all of them, probably, if we're not counting Hunchback. I think it's, yeah. If you're not counting Hunchback, it's definitely the most serious. 
I think, yeah, Hunchback and Lion King are maybe close in that regard, but. So, but the score, the score is what really makes the Lion King. (laughs) For real. Hans Zimmer just kills it and it's so emotional and it just is so powerful, the story, you know? Yeah, for sure. I feel like uh, a word that you use that I really think kind of captures that is cinematic. Like, yeah. it's the f- one of the only movies in these ten that, yeah, it's an experience. Like, it feels cinematic, and the score is really what does it, I feel like. Yeah, and, and the story, the plot going For along sure. with that, they, they play well so to get, they play so well together. I was just thinking specifically about the part where Scar's about to try and kill Mufasa and Simba. There's just like this music playing and this like tension that's building before that stampede happens. Oh yeah. Where you just know something bad's happening. Oh my heart is hurting just remembering. It's just so suspenseful. Yeah. And then at the end when um Simba returns to defeat Scar and then he kind of like takes his place on Pride Rock. It's just yes. like so so powerful, so emotional. So it's so hard. Like this, I was I wanted to rank this number one, but it's so hard with so hard. with these top top three, top four. The songs were great in this. Yeah, in uh, all of them, they're um, decent. I mean. Yeah, I think compared to the top two. Yeah, probably out of the top four, it's maybe as far as the songs go, it, it would probably be number four, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think the score makes up for it. But you have Circle of Life, which is a classic. That, yeah, that's probably the Hakuna best one. Matata is a classic. Yeah. You have... Um, Can You Feel the Love? Yep. Yep. What's, there's the... Oh, I can't wait to be king. Just can't wait to yeah. be king. Yeah. Yep. So, the, yeah, those are all solid. Yeah. Right. And uh, we did agree that Timon and Pumbaa were a little bit annoying. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that brought it down for me. And honestly. I think in general, what that what it is, is the humor of the movie doesn't quite hit the mark. It's good because of the plot and how serious it is and the score and the music, but they... You know, they try to add humor into it with Timon and Pumbaa for comedic relief. And it just isn't there quite as much as some of the others are. Yeah. There's a couple maybe funny lines, but it's not really a funny movie. I don't think it's supposed to be. Right, I don't think it should be. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see why they put that in there. But that's that's the only bad thing I would say about this movie. And nothing really stands out that is a negative to this movie anything else i think that's it so we're going into our top two here so at number two we had aladdin which gives away our number one i guess you can go back i guess we'll talk about it um (laughs) after anyway aladdin at number two and this movie is just so much fun to watch so fun Okay, first and foremost, probably number one reason, Robin Williams. Yes. Like, 
You literally can't get better. Robin Williams than is that. the best voice actor out of all these movies. Yep. Easy. And so funny. Killed it so as much, the genie. So much ad living. Yeah. But it's just genius. Like it was fun to to watch it and kind of I feel like I could tell that he did the voicing voice recording first and then they animated based off of like what like, he ad lived. Which is probably how they do animated movies. In and general, I think that's but... why there's so much creativity with his parts too and that's because he was so creative in his ad living so that just it just makes it so cool i feel yeah. like yeah yeah and uh it i think too like the movie is built the story and the other characters are great and it would have been a great movie but he just brings it a whole nother level up yeah it makes it so fun like the humor is so good because yeah. of him and the music to yeah the songs really with the genie songs. obviously the like genie's intro song never had a friend yeah friend he, like me and then or whatever. Prince Ali. yeah those two i think really stand out yeah um as just really fun songs and robin williams just really makes it so yeah humor is top notch i think is real it's a really funny movie again because of robin williams I think we also liked, um, yeah, some of the themes were a little bit more uh, developed. It wasn't just a basic love story kind of thing going on. It was, you know, kind of a little bit of a rags to riches with Aladdin. And kind of him realizing that he needed to be himself and not pretend to be something he wasn't. Yeah. Um, Good character arc there. Yeah. And Jasmine's actually ha- an interesting, like, princess with personality. <laughs> yeah. Jafar is a great villain. I think... We, we didn't say on Lion King, I think Scar is up there with the, the best villains out of all these movies. But Jafar, I think, is right there with him. I think it's cool that Aladdin kind of has to outsmart Jafar at the end. He didn't just overpower him. Right. Or it wasn't a brute strength. It's a little more sophisticated thing. with that. The songs. We talked about those. Yeah, we talked um, about the songs. The but the magic carpet one is so iconic. Yeah. I can show you the world. I can't remember <laughs> what it's called. A whole new world. Yes. Whole new world. Uh great song. Iconic. Probably one of the best love songs. Yeah, I mean, if you talk about the best songs out of all these movies, that's got to be in the top there. Yeah. One of the best. And there's the one in the beginning, One Jump Ahead or whatever. Oh, yeah, the Street Rat song. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun one. And, yeah, all the music here is so good. And a lot of fun, funny, Robin Williams makes it. So, I think we ranked this higher than Lion King just because we enjoyed watching it. Yeah, Robin Williams. <laughs> That's really, that sums it up, I feel like. Yeah. Okay, so number one, we had Mulan was number one on our list. And we both ranked it number one. That was easy. It was easy for me to rank it number one. I feel like I enjoyed it. I just enjoyed it so much. It stood out. For sure. I I just think it has and all these all these movies the top 4 
They have the whole package. If you look at criteria of animation, songs, characters, story, all of that, like Mulan has the whole package and presents the whole package the best out of the top ones because I think the I think it is the funniest for me. Yeah. Aladdin is a close second, but I think Mulan is the funniest. Yeah. So many good one-liners. Like, I just have... I feel like my siblings and I would quote this movie all day. Like, yeah. we just... Yeah. So well, Eddie Murphy also... The grandma. Hilarious. <laughs> I think Eddie Murphy really makes it for me. Eddie Murphy and... plays Mushu, the yeah. dragon, for anyone that doesn't know. And, like, we said with Robin Williams being... The best voice actor. I think Eddie Murphy is right up there for, for me, sure. too. Yeah, close that game, maybe. Yeah. But with that being said, with it being the funniest, it also balances that with emotion so well. And I don't so know. So many ex- intense. I parts. don't know exactly how they do it, like with the score, the music, but they can go from this really, like, funny part to this really intense, serious part, and they just balance it so well in and this it's- movie. Like, for me, I was thinking about it. I was like, this should be jarring, because seriously, it'd be a funny scene, and then just cut straight to a serious scene. It should be jarring, but it it, it wasn't. I don't know. I don't know how they... <laughs> I don't know why, but it yeah, was just... It, was it just good. fits well. Yeah. And it's a good balance. The songs were great. I don't think it has the best songs out of the top four, but I think maybe has the best song... On I'll Make a Man Out of You. <laughs> so good. So fun. So I love funny. The, yeah. Like, watching the montage thing with it is fun, too. Yeah. And the music was great. The score really fit well. I think that that it has played kind of into, an oriental feel. Yeah, but it also played into, like, the, the serious parts being serious and... Just the emotion of the movie in general. Yeah. It was really good. The villain, Cherry Eye Guy. <laughs> um, Sean Yu. Is it John or Sean? <laughs> I think it's Sean. <laughs> or Jong? I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Um, but creepy. He's yeah. definitely the creepiest. Creepiest looking villain. Yeah, and just kind of mysterious. Like, there's just a lot of... Yeah, he's just like shrouded in darkness. And it's really creepy. Yeah. And that scene where they're coming down with the Hun army in the mountains and charging toward them. Oh. And there's like seven people. <laughs> there's literally like, yeah, seven little army guys. <laughs> and you're just like, they're going to die. Yeah. Such a good scene. <clears throat> the end also just being so emotional when her dad's like what does he say well i was gonna say first you have the part where they all bow to mulan (gasps) oh my gosh yes and you think that that's it like you're on the verge of tears (laughs) if you're not already in tears and then it goes to the next scene where she is with her dad and presents him with the medal that the emperor gave her and the sword back yeah Yeah. and he just chucks him to the side and gives her a hug and you're just, you're just like, the up. greatest honor is to have you as a daughter oh, or something. Oh. Just the theme of honor 
And, man, yeah, so good. So good. Oh, can't go wrong. Um, wow, I feel like we pretty much, yeah, just checks all my boxes. Like, good, I feel like the animation is fun, too. It's, like, kind of unique. Animation's good, it's funny, great voice actors, yep. side characters are solid, great character development. Yeah, Mushu, you have the the three other, do you know their name? Ping, or not Ping. Um, Ping's Milan. Yeah, the other guy ending in Ing. Um, I can't remember. Pong? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> no. <laughs> There's the skinny guy, the fat guy, and the short guy. With the facial hair, yeah. yeah. They're all so good, and the captain of the army man we really need to learn people's names <laughs> so we can talk people about people are going to listen movies. to us and be like i have no idea what we're yeah. talking about <laughs> no, anyway okay. good side characters and yeah mushu's the the best for me too yeah, i think for sure so and yeah it's just perfect balance of emotion and seriousness like it's arguably the most emotional maybe besides lion king but i think you could argue it's the most emotional and the funniest at the same time, which yeah, is it really hard. brings it to the top. And the music's so good; the songs are great. So, also, um, I love that Mulan. I just love Mulan. Like she's just so strong. Like if you look at Mulan next to like Belle and Ariel. Oh my gosh! Next to Ariel, she makes Ariel look like such a you know. <laughs> Such a loser. Yeah, such a loser. <laughs> anyway, just love her. Love a good, like, strong woman theme, you know? Yeah. So, anyway, just has whole package. Well, the top, like, four or five are all really awesome. Great. Right. But I, I really feel like the top four, five for me because I love Tarzan so much, but the top four, any of them could've could justifiably one. be number one, and you could make that argument for any of them. So For sure. All right, well, that's all 10. That took a hot minute to go through all those, but that's our hot take. Um, We'll wrap up here. We can go through one more time. We had Pocahontas at 10, Rescuers Down Under at 9, Little Mermaid at 8, Hunchback at 7, Hercules at 6, Tarzan 5, Beauty and the Beast 4, Lion King 3, Aladdin at two and Mulan at one. That is our top ten Disney Renaissance films ranked on this episode of Top Ten Ranked. Thanks for joining us.